Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts this week. We watched The Fate of the Furious, directed by F. Gary Gray and released in 2017. The plot of The Fate of the Furious goes something like this. Dom is coerced into a plot against his team after a mysterious woman discovers a secret about him. And from here on out, we will sound the spoiler warning if you haven't seen The Fate of the Furious yet or you don't want to be spoiled for it, uh, maybe come back to this episode after you've seen the movie. Helen Mirren doesn't drive. No, um, Wasn't that like one of the conditions of her contract that she gets to drive? I want to get into contract conditions actually <laughs> for this movie because I think it's relevant. But I thought that was the case too. Uh, maybe she did and it got cut because Charlie I was so Theron, disappointed. I sat through the whole credits. I was like, surely she gets to drive and she didn't get to drive and I was so disappointed. Charlize Theron also doesn't drive, even though she's Imperative Furiosa. Oh, no, there's, there's only one woman who drives in most Letty. of these movies, and it's Letty. Yeah, like, yeah even um, uh, Natalie Emmanuel has to ride shotgun. By the way, she was terrible in this movie. My God, every line reading was like she didn't want to be there. Every line reading was so flat and so bad. She made Gal Gadot look like a genius. Yeah. <laughs> uh- Oh, man. Um, so, up front, I was kind of disappointed in this, and I say that as a long-time fan of these – long-time, like, for about a year or so. Of, I'm quite the fan of these movies, and I'm mm. quite a fan of The Rock, and I like cars, and I like I do think things. that, to me, the best parts of these movie of this movie were The Rock and Jason Statham. And I say Jason Statham not for the first half of the movie, but for the second half of the movie where he completely turns it around. Like, um, the scenes between The Rock and Jason Statham are great, especially that one where they kind of, like, make friends and, like, they're telling jokes about how they're going to kill each other, which is pretty cool. And then the scene with the baby, which is the best thing in the entire movie, like, absolutely the best moment in the entire movie is that stuff with the, like, when he does the the shootout with while carrying the baby around. Oh, my God. And, like, the, stopping the, to talk to the, the baby bullet, and check on him. baby and, capsule is the best. Yeah. It is, although that scene, like, most of this movie does go on too long. But before we get to The Rock and Jason Statham, you know what, though? We are denied a reunion between the two of them. They're together at the barbecue at the end, but there's no moment where The Rock realises that he's still alive. Because there's a moment where he, oh. he thinks he's dead and The Rock punches a wall and the wall gets like a hole in it and then there's yeah, no reunion. Right. I, I didn't think that anybody really thought he was dead. I think partly because I didn't think he was dead. So I was like, well, nobody else thinks no, so the either. Rock, the Rock's character punches a wall. I, must uh, yeah, think I remember he's that really now because I remember laughing really hard about that. Like every time no The Rock reunion. did something like superhuman with superhuman strength, I would laugh. They, also, I'd like to point out that the um, I think this movie has added a new superpower to their collection. I think um, surviving freezing conditions is now also a superpower <laughs> that they have because Tyrese gets like dunked in the water, pulled out, and then like raced across at like the car speeds yeah. across the t- frozen tundra, and he's fine. <laughs> in fact, at the end of it, he doesn't even seem cold anymore. And you, and you anymore. know what? And and the one that you don't believe is the one that Dom survives at the end. You're like, nope, you just nuked the fridge, guys. You really just did. No, oh, I mean, but we already knew that Dom was invulnerable. Like we know that already. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you know, the last we know film. that they can't die. Um, no, we know that they can be brought back to like life by kissing. Sorry, they're invulnerable to fire, car crashes. They're um super. <laughs> they have supernatural hearing and driving abilities um and the rock has superhuman strength and i think dom does too but i'm not sure the others do well it's probably written into vin diesel's contract that he can't ever look weaker than the rock i don't know but oh, like oh my god uh, yeah the, half whole- the fun of this movie by the way is the behind the scenes cat fight between those two that went on they're like kept apart for the entire movie they do not share the screen like except they talk to another over the phone and then they're at the barbecue together, but it's all filmed in such a way that they didn't actually both have to be on set um, at the, the same bit time. Where, um, Dom steals the EMP, he takes it from The Rock, from Hobbs. Hobbs has the truck oh, with right. the EMP yeah, yeah. in it. Yes, yeah, but you but you know what? You I, you never see Hobbs on screen at the same time as Dom. Okay. Anyway. I, I didn't notice that and I don't really – yeah, I didn't pay any oh, attention Oh, I don't know. I just – it was so – it's one of those ones where like – um, and obviously the biggest lie I'm ever told on this podcast is I don't pay attention to celebrity gossip. So let's get that out there because I do. Um, but I really genuinely don't. <laughs> yeah. But when this film was being made, The Rock on Instagram, and The Rock is bloody brilliant on social media. He is one of the best on social media. He is genuinely a genius at it. And seriously, his films make money because of that. But on social media, when this film was filming, The Rock made a comment about how one of his male co-stars was kind of unprofessional. And, like, 
the Rock. What are you going to do to piss the Rock off, right? Like the Rock never has a bad word to Apparently say. Apparently mentioned his daughter. Sorry. About anyone. And so when he said that, everyone was like, oh, it's definitely Scott Eastwood. That guy's a douche. Anyway, and like two days later, he clarified it was not Scott Eastwood and posted a picture of him and Scott Eastwood broing around having fun. Um, so then guy's everyone – Also a terrible actor, by the way. So then everybody just um, – figured out that it was actually Vin Diesel he was talking about. Now, Vin Diesel has a reputation for being one of those actors who shows up late, has certain things written into his contract that he won't do. He's, like, particularly, like, protective of his image, all this kind of stuff. Anyway, that behind-the-scenes beef, like, coloured everything I thought about this movie, so I was kind of into that. And the fact that you never, ever see the two of them together. But, sorry, we'll get back to the actual movie, which I just wanted to talk about. I think I think you mentioned it before, but I don't. I, I mean, I genuinely don't pay attention to that stuff. So, yeah, um, Scott Eastwood was terrible in this. Well, um, I, well, the I last actually thing liked needed- that they lent into the fact that Scott Eastwood is known as a douche. Like, No, I think that- the last thing this movie needed is another character like that because we already have Roman and Roman yeah. already pisses me off every second that he's on screen. That's Tyrese, right? Yeah. Every I, second that he's on screen, I'm like, why isn't this guy dead yet? Why do we still have to put up with him? Why does poor Elsa Pataki have to get fridged while Tyrese gets to yeah. – I, I can't. Poor I Elsa Pataki. This- Every time we review one of these movies, my first one of my first thoughts is poor Elsa Pataki. This one – and because she, she gets literally stuck babysitting every movie, actual babysitting. This one, she gets fridged as well as being babysitting. Yeah. Poor thing. But the, I, I don't know. See, the, the Tyrese character – He's never shown as being a good person. The movie doesn't like him. The movie but does not like Scott Eastwood's character that's either. Not, I don't think that's and it entirely makes fun true. Of both of them. Yeah, it does make fun of, of Roman, but I don't think the movie doesn't like him. I think those are two separate things, right? I think although the movie, it did twi- try at the end to equate him with Chris Bridges' character, I'm just like you. Even he's Chris what, Bridges, uh, Ludacris's character. Oh. <laughs> like who's Chris Bridges? Yeah, another Chris to add to the list. Um, <laughs> no, I t- had no idea. <laughs> I couldn't remember Ludacris, so I had to say his actual name. Tej um, is the character. Yeah, uh, and, and so, he, like, the end, there, there's, like, this thing at the barbecue where oh, God. they're, like, trying to fight over Nat- – but I thought it was obvious that Natalie Emanuel was kind of with Tej the whole thing and no, why wouldn't you be plot. because he's kind of sweet even though he's a bit clueless. But then at the end they kind of make it out as though he's more like Tyrese and I was like, mm, that doesn't seem right. Yeah, this is a plot that's carried over from the last movie as well. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think the movie doesn't like him because when he's in peril, you're supposed to worry about him. Like when you're supposed to care about Roman, you are like, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, you know, yeah, the, he's supposed to be like the funny jokey guy, but I'm like, he doesn't come across as funny and jokey. He comes across as Horrible. the worst kind of misogynistic, gross and the asshole. Actor and he has done nothing has. to change that opinion because when he's, when they let him on the press tour, his interviews are gross and misogynistic, and oh, well, what a shock! I yeah. mean, but you know that like, some of that is um, ad libbed. We do know that some of that is ad libbed because one of the best moments in the last movie, at the end of the movie, when um, Hobbs comes in and Roman's like, "Better hide the baby oil," and the Rock goes, "Better hide that huge ass forehead." That was all ad libbed. <laughs> so I think a lot of Roman's dialogue is just Tyrese. Yeah, which would not <laughs> surprise me. Like I, he's the worst, and. Um, Tedge comparatively is great. Yes. He's still not great. He no, really but isn't. compared to the fact that he spends most of his time with Roman, you're like, wow, he's a prince in comparison. But this movie added two high profile women to its like um, mm. roster of characters and still didn't do anything with them. Oh, like, it's so bad that. at women. These movies are so bad at yeah, women. And, and the only woman who ever gets out of anything okay is Letty. Yeah. And not only that, like, I actually love the conceit of Helen Mirren playing Jason Statham's mother. Me too. That's it was great. great. Um, and the scene between them in the um in the ambulance was so funny. Yeah, and Helen and so Mirren, genuine and Helen too. Mirren um going Cockney and like yeah. all the big makeup and all the all that stuff because that's kind of you know that that feels a bit more like actual Helen Mirren as opposed to the <laughs> posh Helen Mirren you're always seeing on screen playing with her image. But Charlize Theron as well, like she was, I feel like she might have had it written into her contract that she had to have a certain amount of lines in the film because. There is a whole scene that she has with Vin Diesel right after she's killed Elsa Pataki where she, like, I literally watched it and I went, mm, I'd have cut from here, I'd have cut before this bit and then I would have cut it here and I would have cut here. <laughs> like, I would have cut that scene down to maybe a minute and it was this whole, God, she gives this long, boring speech about being a crocodile at a water thingy. I think it's so boring. And well, I'm like, why Why are you wasting your time with this woman on this The thing speech? is that the problem with that is that the um, – 
the dialogue is so bad because oh, she's so bad. She's sort of oozing menace in that moment, right? She's so good at that. If I hadn't been bored to tears, I would have really enjoyed the scene. She would have done a really good job but at it. There's two problems that she, two major problems I think that she has in this movie, right? One, she's contending with a badly written character, mm. and two, she's contending with Vin Diesel, who doesn't give her anything. Yes, there's no kind of like response from him on anything, right? So Charlize Theron feels to me like she is doing everything she can and is basically acting like it would be easier to act like to a tennis ball and imagine the other, you know, the a CG person Which there or something. Which goes back to our early conversation about Vin Diesel's reputation for unprofessionalism but anyway but yeah that's what it feels like yeah. is that he's not doing anything to help her with the scenes mm. and she's got this terrible dialogue that she has to read and she's trying to make this work all by herself mm. without any help <laughs> like because she's on that all she's got on that plane is that redheaded guy in vin diesel mm. and that hacker who apparently is the greatest driver in the world <laughs> because he drives by himself <laughs> thousands of computerized ca- like self-driving yeah, yeah, yeah. Ca- like they're not doing that by themselves somebody's got to actually get them to do that it's clearly that guy. He yeah, must yeah. be a better driver than all the other people in this movie. Or he knows how to program the cars so that they can drive. Like, like no, if they're self-driving, they can do – like they, they There's not that many self-driving cars. These are like cars that have like – they're not self-driving so much as they have like auto A chip features, that can be overridden, right? right? Yeah. Like that's what it – because they do that. They do like – they take the um, tire locks off mm. and stuff. So he's that got to be driving piece, them the himself. I thought that was quite a clever set piece. Although, again, it went on too long. The self-driving cars thing because um, it's, you know, relevant, timely. It's, yeah. But it's also like, mm, I don't know, the fear of technology thing yes. that this movie has yeah, had yeah, going well, for it for a while. And, well, but that's the thing. People who are in there – there's this fear of technology – among car people that's been around for a while. For At first it was like, oh, you know, we want to retain our internal combustion engines in the face of environmental stuff. And now it's, you know, we want to still drive in the face of cars m- moving to self-driving, things like that. So it's, it's like this, there's a strain of people who are into cars who are very much like anti-progress because they're very into their internal combustion engines and their, promise, their manual transmissions and all that kind of stuff. I promise you, car people, you will still be allowed to have that stuff. Yeah, I know, right? This is for the other people. Who want to make their lives easier. Exactly. This is not for you guys. Uh, Yeah, and it it is like very kind of. But that is there and and it's in a lot of car movies. And you, I mean. But the problem is they now have two hackers on their team, right? Two hackers on their team because they decided they needed another one last movie in addition to Ted, who was once just a like mechanic garage owner and is now like the greatest hacker in the world. (laughs) And they kept Natalie Emanuel on, which is good because it's good to hold on to women, um, especially when you're going to kill off one of them. Don't worry, she'll be killed next movie. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, especially when you're going to kill off one of them. And and I I, I understand why Jordana Brewster couldn't be in this and I'm very sad. I mean, I feel like Mm. a clever writer could have somehow written in a like – I don't know, oh, I'm just here for five minutes to see my brother and and Brian's at home with the kids or something. But, like, I totally get why they couldn't include her in this. But, yeah, I just – poor Elsa Pataki. Like, the first movie she was in, she got to do stuff. Yeah. She was, like, the Brazilian cop that teamed up with The Rock and she did stuff and she was an action hero and all that. And she spent literally every other movie babysitting. I know. I think she gets – she's in the fight at the beginning of – Seven, the Jason Statham, the Rock yeah, fight. Yeah, she gets but, to be in that he, a little bit. She has bit. to get saved by the Rock. They actually yeah. mention that in this movie. So she yeah. gets saved by the Rock in and that. She spends movie. all of movie six babysitting um, the the Brian Jordan Brewster kids. I'm pretty mm. sure. And then and she, then the seventh one, she babysits the Rock's kid. Yep, that's right. She stays in the hospital with the Rock's kid. Oh, rather takes the kid from the hospital. And this one, she's babysitting her own kid because they've figured out that she must have gotten pregnant to Dom at some point when they were together, which is, okay, fair enough. They did actually have them together a couple of movies ago, so I, I'll buy that, that that's yes, a but plausible the, the timeline outcome. now is really confusing well, to me. Because that she would like- have, also, she would have been heavily pregnant in the last film, right, yes. if, the, if the timeline didn't <laughs> yeah. work out. And I don't remember her being pregnant in the last film. I, I Maybe but, the films happen all closer together yes, than you think. The timeline of the, fa- the Fast and the Furious movies is a lot more flexible than that because if you recall <laughs> – Han dies in in the third Tokyo movie Drift. and then comes back for another three. Yeah, and then goes to Tokyo. So the timeline of the Fast and the Furious movies is not the time that they have come out. No, um, but I mean, yeah. So if even if you buy the the crunch timeline or the plausibility of that, she does. She's not revealed, and then she's revealed to have had this kid that she's therefore been babysitting and also held hostage with. 
And then she dies to further Vin Diesel's story. Yeah, she completely gets fridged. And I just like it's a, and, and not just and, Vin Diesel. So, and then she has a boy. Yeah, <laughs> like and, you yeah. can't have a daughter. Oh God, have no, a boy. It has to be a boy. But <laughs> I do feel like that was a very specific move. In fact, I feel like a that specific whole storyline is very specifically done so that they can have a kid named Brian, yeah. which is because Vin Diesel named his kid after Paul Walker. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I think that was that was sweet. That moment at the end yeah. was genuinely sweet. Yes. Um. Not as gut punching as the end of the last one, but no. it was genuine and sweet and nice. Yes. But like, yeah. I mean, that stuff but, uh, yeah, is so frustrating. Because she's like, it's not like she's got anything else going on. Like, she's this is the only movie she's known for, really. Yeah. Like, she's most famous for being married to Chris Hemsworth. And so, like, I, I was excited that she had something that was hers and she was being an action hero and she's doing cool stuff. And then she's, well, she hasn't done an age. And she yeah, hasn't done that since it's the It's so movie. frustrating. It is. And the, the movies – and they continue to treat women like props so often. That opening scene in Cuba. Oh, even – oh, that opening scene. So, Letty um, in that scene is on a motorbike, like, closing off traffic so mm. the race can happen. I'm sorry, but a woman who has spent her whole life around cars and motorbikes doesn't wear booty shorts on a motorbike. That's incredibly dangerous. You don't wear shorts on a motorbike because, like, there's a reason motorbike riders wear, like, padded pants because you come off and you hurt your knees and you get scratched up and you can get burned Melissa, off did the you see tank. the scenes in Russia? Yes, yes, I in know. In Siberia. The, but her wearing... Did you see that? The, the, the they're they're all the- in Siberia. None of them are in warm clothes. Not a they single- have some... Gl- the, the Rock has fingerless gloves. Yeah, The Rock has... Sorry, The Rock has fingerless <laughs> gloves. Letty's wearing a T-shirt and a leather jacket. Dom's wearing a T-shirt and a leather jacket. Like, none of them have <laughs> dressed for the occasion here. They knew they were going to Siberia, but they were more into which car they were going to bring than, like, actually... They would have all frozen to death. <laughs> Uh, Lambos have all-wheel drive too, so it would not have skidded around that much. Anyway, never mind. But yeah, for, for whatever reason, the motor her wearing wearing tiny tiny shorts on a motorbike bothered me. But yes, I know, I get it. Like th- this movie is not interested in and in the also, laws of you physics. You know that she's she's immune to car crashes, mm. so yeah, it doesn't well, really I mean, matter. She was revived from the dead after one, right? She they're immune, so it doesn't matter. She could fall off that thing; she'd be fine. <laughs> Dom had a whole car explode around him and he walked out and yeah, his face was fine. Like, like, no bruises. Oh, <laughs> my God. That, ra- that race him. was so, so stupid when the car caught on fire. And just like, really? Really? Yeah, reversing with the car on fire. Oh, over the and, yeah, and, and, and they resolved the issue of the car being on fire by turning around and using the wind in their fate. Like, using, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, oh then it, and then he can't stop it. This is one of the other th- – the two things that have always, always bothered me consistently throughout the Fast and the Furious mm-hmm. franchise is the use of women as props and the number of people, completely innocent people, who are killed <laughs> or would be killed in these car race mm-hmm. things that they do. There is no way. There is no physical way that they get everybody out of out of the way in time there's no way that they, they always do these shots where like cars the self-driving cars race out of a shop and there's two guys on the street and they like squish together in the <laughs> barrier so that the two cars can drive out of the windows and you're like they wouldn't know mm. there's no way actually that was something i was conscious of this time because there's been some recent terrorist attacks where people have driven cars up onto sidewalks or into pedestrians right. and th- that's the thing, pedestrians don't get out of the way in time no. when these things happen by accident. And it's very dangerous and tragic because and horrible. Because there's chaos everywhere yeah. and you can't tell that there's a car coming mm. towards you because there's lots of people screaming. And, mm. and But the thing is, like, yeah, there's been recent terror attacks, but what's Fast and Furious going to do? This is their whole bread and butter. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I know. I know that that's true, but it's it's more that, like, being conscious of it. I know. Cause it's no, so- it's always yeah. been something that bothered me. Like, every movie that I've – like, every, I, I remember talking about – oh, but I, I've only seen – like, I watched all of the movies two or three years ago. Yeah. And I remember watching the third one and they're driving through uh, – like oh, the middle of Hong Kong or something. Oh, no, Tokyo. Tokyo. Yeah. Because oh I've been there. <laughs> they're driving through yeah. Shibuya Square. I've been there. There's, like – millions of people it is a swarm of people you cannot you can't even get out of the way of like one person Mm. let alone a car race coming through there Mm. they're packed in together this is like it's so crazy it's so crazy that these things keep happening and then but also like you see them kill cops and like there Mm. have to be people in those cop cars there's no people in the self-driving ones or there are some people in those self-driving cars and it's just crash 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 and dom has enabled all of that 
And also, like, then they do these crazy stunts where, like, they keep flipping cars over and things with our heroes in them. Mm. And Dom's part of, like, he does that to some of them. And you're like, oh, he's perfectly willing to kill all of his team for his kid then, clearly. Mm. Because, like, the moment where he shoots Jason Statham is faked. But all these other moments could have easily killed any of them, except that they're all superhuman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, the only reason they survive that is they all have superpowers. Yes. And we did talk about this when we reviewed the seventh one, is that Universal thinks this is their superhero franchise. Right. But still, it's at least allegedly set in the real world, and it's clearly not. <laughs> no, um, I liked the um, the title cards that came up with the oh, locations. Yeah, yeah, written in the water or <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah. they were called. That was great. I liked that, um, and I did like this movie. Kind of the first two thirds of it, I found really frustrating, but I liked the last third of it. Yeah, like, it's just. You know, it, it felt a bit slow as well. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of action set pieces. Nope. There's not, there's not a lot of driving. Like, in, in comparison to the other ones, there's less driving. The stunt, I mean, they, they do, there are a couple of bits where the stunts are ridiculously over the top, like the Cuba thing and what Dom's fives at the end, but they don't, they don't try and outdo the parachuting cars or, um, or the bus thing uh, from the last one, really. The submarine? They race a submarine. Yeah. That is coming up under the ice. The rock yeah. puts his hand on a torpedo and, and diverts, it. diverts it. <laughs> like, I know that at one point he shot a drone out of the sky, but I think that's pretty much on yeah. par. But, I mean, it's it's diff- they're different. They're not, like, trying to outdo those, I think. Um, and they, But there is well, less. What can you do? There's less driving than last time. The, it's slow, particularly in the middle. Like, there's a scene where they're all sitting around with Kurt Russell, like, working out what to do next. Oh, Kurt Russell was also one of my favourite parts of this yeah. movie, by the way, because he just seems like he's having the best time of his life. The, like, career renaissance of Kurt Russell is really doing him some favours. Mm. He's the only one of the only people with real kind of life in him in those scenes, you know? Yeah, and he also gets to spend all his time ragging on Scott Eastwood, which must be fun. It's got to be fun. He's, he's so unbearable. And like, there's okay. There's this um, TV show, um, Dirk Gently's oh, Holistic oh, Detective. I agency. tried, I tried to watch it. I actually quite liked it. But yeah. Anyway, there's a character on that, and Scott Eastwood in this reminded me of that. But that is like this extreme take on the archetype that doesn't excuse any of the behaviors, and then kind of goes the way that it should go, like the way that it would go. And this movie kind of forgives Scott Eastwood at the end, and then he's like, "I'll be one of you guys," and you're like, "No, you won't." It feels like they're trying to replace Brian with Scott Eastwood. And, Almost undoubtedly, yes. And I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but Paul Walker was never that great an actor. No, no, no. Um, he was pretty. But, he's, but- <laughs> even he had more charisma than Scott Eastwood. I mean, I get that Scott Eastwood is also pretty, but he does nothing. But the problem with Scott Eastwood, he's got like his punchable face. Yeah. Like he may be technically good looking. But you just look at him and he makes these faces. You just look at him and you want to hit him. And I, he's got like the opposite of charisma or something. I don't know. He's Black hole of charisma. No, no, no. Uh, not he's quite, not. But he's not like Ansel Elgort. Yeah, no, no. Or uh, and Finn he, Jones. Yeah. He's not that bad. And he also, it also feels like he wants to be there and he's having fun and all that kind of stuff. So I, I don't, I don't think I heard him as much as, as you because I'm kind of, I don't know. Obviously, I fall for the thing where they humanize douchebags. Um, but. Uh, yeah, he, he was better. Well, he he turned around to be almost more likable than Roman, and I think that's partly because the that's reasons, not hard. The reasons why he's being a douche in the beginning are like job related. Yeah, and whereas Roman a, has no excuse. No, he's Roman just is a just douche. sexist and gross, yeah. right? Whereas Scott Eastwood's just kind of you know annoying. Uh, yes, and policemanish. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's trying to follow the rule yeah. book. Yeah. yeah, there's no. He's ne- you never see him being like deliberately sexist or cruel or you know. He's but just, we really don't need more white guys in this franchise. We don't. Or, we don't need or other or white any guys. White guys in this franchise. No. We don't. We don't. Well, Kurt Russell can stay. He's great because yeah. he's not really part of the team, but he comes yeah. in and, and is like and, cool and, and Jason funny. Statham also and Jason comes Statham. In. I at the first, at the beginning I was really annoyed about Jason Statham being back. Yeah, like I really was. I was like, no, we don't need him to be part of the team. Partly because he was really awful in the last movie, like a really but horrible person. He and person. The Rock have great chemistry. They're so good together, and right. like it, I, he completely turned it around for me. By the end of the movie, I was 100 percent on board with Jason Statham. I, I being didn't here. need. I was didn't really need the return of Luke Evans. I get why they did it, but I didn't need him. He wasn't in it enough to make it worth exciting. It. No. Like it should have been a big moment and a but big reveal. This is part of the problem with this movie. Because now they are so popular and everybody wants to be in them, they try to shoehorn too much stuff into them. Well it, no but that and that's could have why, been a really great yeah, moment when, when yeah. he comes back to save him. And then Luke Evans and Jason Satham could have done the shootout with the baby together and that mm. would have been really fun. But Luke Evans not. has the charisma to do yeah, that. Yeah, and but nope, he's gonna go fly the plane. And so therefore we don't see him for the entire thing. And 
Uh, yeah, so we're denied we're denied a cool moment with him and his brother and we're denied a reunion with The Rock. Mm. Because, yes, technically it's Vin Diesel's movie. Well, that's another thing. I think having um, – yeah, the, everybody else is so much more charming and interesting and fun than, than Vin Diesel is at yeah. this point. Um, well, I mean, and Vin Diesel really, really kind of – I think he needed – He needed Paul Walker. They yeah. needed – they played off each other. Yeah. He was the only person that he seemed to genuinely – well, that's not true. He and Michelle Rodriguez still do. They're, yeah, they're good well, together, but it's but not the same they're, relationship. They're separate for the whole. But nearly yeah, the whole and movie, they're also so. they're alike as characters. They're alike yeah. as people. They want. They have similar goals. The reason that Vin Diesel and Paul Walker work together. I mean, obviously, Paul Walker switched from being a cop to being part of the team pretty early. But they wanted different things. They mm. were a, they were complementary with an E to each other. Yeah, and they, and you know Paul Walker would keep Dom back from doing certain things and helped Dom realize who he really was, and yeah, vice versa. I mean, it's the same. And he needs um, somebody to balance him, and he doesn't have that here. It's the same. It's the relationship. I mean, yeah. it's um, it's um, come on, Katie, jeez, the surfing movie. Oh, Point Break. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the and first Fast and the Furious, by the way, is one hundred percent a remake yeah. of Point Break. Uh, yeah. It, it totally is. Um, and like they could, they, and they've just for whatever reason they haven't tried to. Pair, he's not been able to be paired up with any of the rest of the team because they've all kind of felt fallen into their natural niches together. Um, Ludacris and Tyrese sort of fall into a niche together, and The Rock and Jason Statham have fallen probably into a niche together. Probably because he's the only one who can put up with him. Tej is the only one when who can put, put up, up with, with Roman. Yeah. Because um, everybody else would just get irritated with him. This is his, his the problem. No, Paul Walker was the one who would put up with Vin Diesel. Really. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and like, I don't know why, if they had, if whatever went down between The Rock and Vin Diesel had not gone down, perhaps the two of them could have paired up and been fun together. Although, again, they're kind of similar. There's also a moment in this movie where I'm 100% sure that I'm supposed to recognize two guys and I didn't. And I've seen all of these movies. Mm, me too, only about a year ago. So which <laughs> bit was it? Um, it's in the flashback to when the, the whole plan that Dom has with um, Helen Mirren mm. and like there's something about like this. Oh, no, no. The, the, oh the, they're from the, Cuba. They're the guys from Cuba. They're Dom's cousins. And his friend who'd had the car. Yeah, yeah the guy yeah. The, the guy with the van I recognised. Yeah. But the other two guys were in the Cuba section? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they okay. actually They even flashed back to the Cuba section and showed the bit where they talk about they – remember they talk about this – oh, that's a boat engine in this car? Oh, it's those yeah, guys. Yeah. I didn't see those guys. Like I didn't really see their – Well, they, they, their they do actually well. flashback within the flashback to say oh, I don't that's remember. a boat engine. Really? Le- yeah, Letty's looking at the engine and she's like, is that a boat engine? But I watched it and I still didn't recognise them. <laughs> I was watching. Oh, dear. It's not like I was not watching. Yeah, yeah, that's his cousins or his cousin and his cousin, his friend or whatever from Cuba. Okay. God. And then because the other guy I recognized, the guy with the van when he was mm. all, I changed him and then he, the van guy. But also that's another thing with like, why couldn't any of those characters be a woman? <laughs> like, why do the women only have to be props in tiny skirts going through? Like that, that shot through Cuba mm. where it's like at their like butt height. Where the, yeah, which the is one of them in every single Fast I know, and, and I'm movie. sick of them, and, and I hate the, them. And there's always like a a girl wearing not a real skirt to um, flag them off at the start of the race, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And the girl Letty, in that, by the way, the girl in this one who did that was working so hard with her three seconds in this movie. She was well, giving that you know everything that? she got. There's one of them um, set in London where it's Rita Ora who does that. Oh, really? One of the fifth or sixth one i think um and she has one of those she's what that girl for a moment um no but, in this movie she was really trying yeah, to work her three seconds i of know good on her good on her <laughs> i was um, watching her and i was like wow but yeah it's, it's very smurfette like letty is the only woman who's ever allowed to drive even when um jordana brewster was in it even though she clearly has been around cars and knows cars she barely drives I know, and and the thing about Letty is, like, she is genuinely the only character that I've consistently liked through the movies. Mm. She's the only person. Michelle Rodriguez is the only person who was like actually talented, who's been in the main cast of all the movies. It's so it's such she, a different series of movies now than it was when it started. I know, yeah. It's so, but completely she is different. she is like a the oh no wait nobody's been in all of them now. Um. Well. Uh. No. Nobody. Oh no. Vin Diesel has been in all of them because he shows up in three. He was. Oh, was he? In- he was not in two at all. Yeah, he wasn't in two. Of course he wasn't. He wasn't in two, but he shows up at the end of three. Yeah, yeah. So and nobody's just been in let, all of Letty misses a whole movie dead. Yeah, yeah, because she was dead. Yeah. That's right. She, she wanted to five, leave the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> and it got good so again. So nobody has been in all of them, all of them anymore. Um, and obviously she and, and Vin Diesel are the only ones left now from the main. Oh, and Tyrese only came in the second one. Yeah. So Tyrese has been in everything since two, I think. Or did he, no, Why he don't they bring in- back, um, what's her name? The Japanese girl. She was good in the sec in the second one. 
She mm. came back, I think, for one of them. They yeah. should have her on the team. She's a driver and she's like, you know, cute and non-threatening and has yeah. this whole anime thing going on. They could easily use her. Yeah, well, that's right. She could they she could be non-sexualized, which is nice. Devin Aoki. Oh, yes. Devin Aoki's great. Yeah. Why don't they bring her back for these movies? She'd mm. be a good addition to the team. Like, these are people that you could, mm. you know, why do they keep, keep, keep bringing Tej and Ludacris back but not bring back for some of the better people from those movies? Or now that you've got Ludacris, ditch Tyrese. Ditch Tyrese. God. Awful. Well, I can, no, I get it because Tej and Tyrese, uh, De- Tej and Roman... Like, you would have to have somebody in there to replace Roman in yeah, that dynamic. Yeah, they're cute together. Because, I get it. well, not really, but like, you have to have them playing off each other because they're the funny sidekicks, mm. right? Like, you have to have a, a group. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work with just one guy and the girl that he likes. Mm. But, but God, I hate Roman. I just, yeah. I hate Roman so much. I've hated him since the second movie. He's never been charming. He's never been cute or funny. He's just annoying. And like, yeah, the things that they, they give him, you know, you're 11th on the list and stuff like that, and then he has to be a brat about that. But, like, those things Which are is suited least, to his character. Right, but those things are at least non-offensive. Yeah. It only seems to be when he's, like, talking talking to Natalie Emmanuel or something, and then he gets really gross. Mm. And that's that seems gross. And she's like, to be honest, I like both of you. And you're like, based on what? Yeah. Why Clearly do you, like you both don't. Of them? Clearly there's one of them you like better than the other. That's okay. No, but the also other one's like awful. based on reading the script, like I didn't even she doesn't even seem that into Tesh, to be honest. She's like she seems to be to want to impress Letty more than either of them, you know, like a, mm. there's a weird relationship between the two of them. And they always be, they do you notice they always get put in the car together? Yes. Like they always end up oh, the putting the girl's car. Yeah, they always yeah. putting end up putting them in like the girl's uh, well, car. Well, it's it's Letty has to babysit, right? Well, the thing, but the thing about that is then she's always saving the girl, mm. which is kind of fun at least because Natalie Emmanuel really has never actually done anything. And her and, and um, Michelle Rodriguez are actually quite good together. Yeah, kind of. Natalie Emmanuel's still not good. But like, I mean, she's just an aesthetic really in these movies. But um, the scene that Natalie Emmanuel actually finally gets to do something in this movie, the two scenes where she does something, she fails both times. She tries to use the god's eye and then, like, it gets mm-hmm. taken from them. And she tries to over um, to get the submarine back, but, like, Cypher beats her and yeah. then the, the boys have to do it themselves and it ends up being Roman who does it. Like, it, they constantly have to give Roman things to do to prove that he's in any way worthy of being on this team when the people who are talented and smart don't get to do anything. They lock Tej out of that room specifically so that he doesn't get to save the day so that it can be Roman because mm-hmm. otherwise what's the point of having him? Yeah. It's so frustrating to watch. And they have to keep them around because people want to see the team. And you're like, well, then give them, like, use them better. Thor them up. Let's go. <laughs> like, figure out what Taika Waititi is obviously doing for Thor Ragnarok and, and give oh, them something God. to do. Bring in Taika Waititi for the next one. No, God. If there's going to be a next one, who knows? I do like that they've consistently not had white directors recently, though. Yep. Uh, but I, mean, I, I kind of missed other than, Justin Lin. Other than the first one, I think, which was Rob Cohen, I think I don't think they've had any white directors at all. Yeah, they do now. Make can an we finally there. please do something with the women in these movies? Yeah, and yes, and in terms of casting, they are they do remain quite diverse, um, racially, yeah. <laughs> yeah. ethnically diverse. The gender um, equality problem is ongoing, and yeah, I mean, I do love Letty, and I think Letty is a terrific character. Mm. I think Michelle Rodriguez does a great job of her. I like how she gets to be like you know, vulnerable and loving, but also, like, the tough girl. Yes. I like that a lot. And Letty frequently saves herself, Mm. unlike everybody else. Yes. Letty, like, frequently – she gets to, like, do a full-on brawl with a guy in this movie and then, like, start losing it a little bit and then use her smarts to kill him. I Mm. thought that was terrific. I loved that scene. I like that she used her smarts to save her and and her driving skills to save her and Natalie Emmanuel when they were in the car, you know? Like, they they kind of treat Letty like one of the guys. Yes. And it's better for it. They just – need to do that with the other characters mm. like because she's she still gets to be you know feminine and stuff as well she's still they don't like no they don't shoehorn her into no one. And, and it's um it's a bit of a unfortunate dynamic that often happens in male dominated spaces where they let like one girl in so long as she's agrees to be one of the guys and never complain kind of thing yeah and like yeah I mean, but the thing is that Natalie Emmanuel's there as well, but I kind of get why they can't use her more mm. because she's just not very good. Like, Tyrese is irritating as hell, but at least he does something with the character. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. What, what are Ramsey's personality traits? She has. She can use a computer. She wants to impress Letty. That's all I got. 
really. Yeah. That's all I got was that she was like, she looks up to Letty. Mm. It feels like, cause there's this moment when Letty like shoulders her and then mm. she doesn't say anything. She just wants to get on with the job. And like, she, you know, she, I think she looks up to Letty and wants Letty to like her. But uh, that was based, like, mm. I was, I inferred that. Yeah. Well, it's almost like, I don't know. It's a weird dynamic of like, I have to impress Letty to be allowed in the group kind of thing. Kind of. Yeah. But I mean, but she, like, the rest of them don't, uh, the rock barely takes any notice of her. Dom barely takes any notice of her. No. Like, there's there's nothing, the only other people that she interacts with and the only people that she, the majority of the time and interacts Roman with are and Roman. Yeah. Um, and, and that's an awful interaction because they're constantly, constantly objectifying mm. her. And she just rolls her eyes and goes with it and you're like, say something. It's so frustrating. I hate it. They constantly objectify this woman who is smarter, who is theoretically smarter than all of them. I also like that this movie goes full goes full into the like hacker like um you know <laughs> garbage where they just like tap it <laughs> tap it a keyboard and keyboard oh my god the all these cars are now driving themselves right and you don't actually see Shelley's you barely see Shelley's there on doing any no, no, hacking no. herself well you see her nails on a keyboard yeah um uh, but no you don't. Also, the white threads. Why? Are weird. They were un- they weren't in the Cuba scene, and then suddenly she's no, they t- were in the Cuba scene. No, she yeah, have she them. does have them. They're down. They're long, but she still has uh, them. It's the first thing I saw, and I was like, "Oh, it's Charlize Theron." Oh right, I seem to. I don't know why I remembered her with shorter hair in that scene, but no, there's a there's a uh, photo of her with very oh, short yeah, hair. Oh yeah, yeah, with short hair, like yeah. like post Mad Max hair. Yeah. Oh god, they're terrible. Like that was just sort of unnecessary. Well, I didn't know. Like, is it? <laughs> I was like, well, maybe we're supposed to read that because she's such an awful person and a bad guy. She's, she's culturally appropriating yeah. people. Like, I thought yeah, maybe yeah. that was on purpose. Yes, it could, it could easily be like because jerk. she's so white and so yeah. blonde. Yeah, and there is, and there's probably like a bit of that um, thinking about people like Julian Assange and those types of um, right, you know, cyber people who are very white and. Um, and think they're like so cool yeah. and so smart yeah. and saviors of people and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, that's the kind of vibe that I got from what they were trying to do yeah. with her. And I really did think Charlize Theron tried her best. She did, yeah. There's actually a moment where she faces off against Jason Statham, mm. and it's better than anything she does with with Vin Diesel. And oh, you're like, yeah. oh, it would have been great if she got to interact with Jason Statham. Or hell, like give her a minute with Michelle Rodriguez. That would be great, mm. right? Like she only gets to interact with Vin Diesel and Redheaded Guy. Yeah. Was Redheaded Guy in another movie we've seen? I don't know. He's Danish or Swedish or something. He looks really familiar to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I've seen him in something else. Hodge was – like they don't even try mm. with the names, I swear. <laughs> They're just like, we'll just give this generic name to whichever character comes in to play the <laughs> – whichever actor comes in to play this character. Christopher Hiju is the guy he's norwegian and <laughs> like the attempted the you have a look at his name I know. and see how well you pronounce it I, no he's in, i was like there's no way that i would know how he's to pronounce in game that. of thrones which we uh, may have seen it. him in who did he play uh, that probably not gonna Stormund help me giant spain a giant you'll be oh. surprised yeah, no, no, no. He's not a giant. He's one of the um the um wildlings. Wildlings. Yeah. I remember. He's like a leader of the wildlings. Yeah. Um, yeah I, anyway, going back to the first. Well, <laughs> the, the thing about yeah, Fate of the Furious, I think really suffers. I didn't think that it could suffer from the loss of Paul Walker, but it really it does. does. It does, and a surprising amount. Yeah. I, I mean, there's other things too. I think the script is. I mean, the scripts have never been great, but they're not. It's not. It, Tight, there's no tightening in the edit ev- anywhere. Like there's yeah. no editing in the script. There's no not decent. It's really editing. long. It's really long. I got bored and tired because I was I walked to the movies and then I was like I'll just watch the movie. I'll go shopping and then I'll go home. And it was dark by the time I came out. And I was like I didn't think it would be. Wow. But like yeah, it it was long. It was I think the first two thirds really need tightening up. I do. Yeah, I did think the last third. The um, plane stuff with the sub stuff was great, and the, even the raid on the base was fun. Yeah, like it. it that was I, where I it kind I just, of took off a bit. I think it had lost me by that point, and all of those, I was like, I'd cut this, I'd cut this. I was mm, kind of having fun because I was like laughing at the movie well, yeah, quite often. I, yeah, okay. Um, and whereas I was, yeah, I, I was okay with these moments jokes as well, like and little moments. <sighs> um, I thought it was really funny that they drew, like they basically drew and quartered um, Dom's car. Mm. Like, because that there was like a traitor punishment, and they like put the things into the car and try to draw and quarter it. Yes, oh my that God, was really they did cool. Too. Yeah, I thought that I thought oh. that was really fun, and also like that scene. Um, just before it, they uh, Scott East was like, "No, you have to pick something inconspicuous," and that is a problem for two reasons. One, none of those cars have license plates on them. Don would notice that 
very, very quickly. <laughs> and so therefore they would be conspicuous. And two, their whole plan was just to sit in front of Dom in their cars anyway. Like, and the, the rock is six foot five. He has to drive like a big SUV anyway. They always put him in like yeah, but- a Hummer or something. So it's not. Not inconspicuous. Su- but SUVs, like, SUVs can be, like, they can be soccer mom cars, right? Yep. Like, they can be inconspicuous. Or the coach of the girls' soccer team cars. Oh, I He's like that dad. scene too. Yeah, that was really Basically, nice. the rock, anytime the rock is on screen, he just, like, lights up but the screen. that scene is also slightly too long. I get, yeah. I get why they want to put a harker in there. And I get why they want to have the talk about the moms showing up at the game because the Harker was really funny. Yeah, um, just for watching the little like girls in pink's little faces. Yeah, but then the little girl in pink says, "I don't want to play anymore," and I was like, "Oh, that's awful." <laughs> but that's just because I yeah I, like but they should get to have fun too. Yeah, you know you shouldn't be like terrifying the these children into not. I wanting know, to play but soccer. I, I I know, but I also I totally understand why they included a hacker. But uh, I just I also think they like, could have that line. Yeah. I think, and they could have trimmed the scene a bit. Yeah, it was a bit long. But I did appreciate like the Rock interacting with his daughter, who mm. was like race appropriate mm-hmm. for once, and like you know looked like him, and that mm. was really really nice. Yes, I liked that. That's one thing that these movies always do is very consistently have like racially diverse people and like have race consistent people yeah well that's right well dom's got cuban cousins for yeah, example and and um the little baby who played his kid kind of looked a bit like yeah him, had this giant yeah, the, head his dark eyes michelle rodriguez speaks spanish while they're in cuba so many shiny bald heads in these movies <laughs> yeah but yeah like that sort of stuff um i did appreciate getting to see that and and i didn't mind that that scene ran a little long because it was funny and yeah charming. it was adorable like the thing is you know the funny charming that that's the problem you need to know when a scene is working mm. so that you can let that run a little long but cut other ones yeah you know what i mean like you could let that run long but the other ones are so long that you get yeah. frustrated with it ah uh, yes mm. there's one other thing that i wanted to mention <laughs> i'm looking through my notes now and there's one other thing that i wanted to mention mm. that was really frustrating to me Dom drives up to that base with an EMP, mm. sets off the EMP, it goes through his car into the base, and then his car just keeps going. And I'm like, that's not how an EMP works. Well, no, no, but what car is he in? Is he in the old muscle car? Because that won't have an electrics in it. That'll be an old car with a carburetor and a um, combustion engine. So there's nothing that it would take well, out? Well, I don't know. I think Doesn't that- it still have a battery? I don't – well, but if he's already driving, a flat battery doesn't – like, you, you're charging it up as you drive. So, I think that was the point, is that Dom in his old car um, can okay, survive an EMP. Okay, they never mentioned that. I didn't notice what kind of car it was. <laughs> no, that's for, the, that's for the car nerds. Well, but then – But I don't know. It, 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 it is also that. just, like, he's a superhero and has powers. I don't know. But that – no, that really frustrated me. I'm like, but EMP – an EMP would take out the car. Yeah. Because it kills the battery. Like – I think EMPs take out electrics, not battery, but I don't know. Because I, I researched how EMPs work for my book. Oh, right. And you can turn the car back on after, oh. but the EMP should take out the car. Okay. Well, yeah, then, then that's probably And it did in leverage as well, but they might have been newer cars. I'm not very- It might have been a mistake, but if it's a car from the 70s or earlier, it could well have been so old that- But it still has electrics in it. I don't know. I like don't... even older cars have electrics yeah, in like them. Yeah, like radios and stuff. I don't know. And also, wouldn't it have taken out his, like, earpiece as well? It definitely would have taken out his earpiece. And she's still talking to him? Yeah. Oh, also, Dom is not with them when also, they go to they the ice. Also, they never wear earpieces. Pe- no, and Just- Dom is not with them when they go to the ice planet. And so he's ice not <laughs> Finland, wherever it was they actually were. <laughs> But so when, <laughs> but when they're on the ice planet, though, Dom is not Siberia. They go to Siberia, Siberia whatever. Russia. Um, Dom isn't with them, so oh. so it makes sense that the team is all hooked up on comms. But Dom isn't on their comms, yeah. Except once he's jumped over the thing to save them all, suddenly they can talk to each other in the cars. Even though, how would he have the right earpiece? I don't think he does talk to them. Actually, I was watching for that. I but was they watching don't too, ever- but they at first you're like he's not talking to them, he's just driving. Yeah. But it, by the end, it actually seems like they're communicating. No, but it, it's because Dom is like they keep mentioning, oh, that's Dom. He's so smart. He knows exactly what we want to mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Like they actually point that out in the script um, to get around that. But no, the earpieces problem is um, they, that firstly they never wear them. 
No, they um, do not. They never wear earpieces. You can see them quite clearly not wearing them. It seems like maybe they're talking over the car radios, but then there's like no reason How? to believe that. With engines that loud, would they yeah. be hearing each uh, other? But, but they also have very quiet conversations through windows to each other quite frequently. Yeah. Like there's no, because they have superhuman hearing. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of their superpowers. Uh. It's, well, it's, it's also like the, they have like, I think they have like daredevil type senses too. Because remember, like it's in the, Second movie, I think Paul Walker does the like driving while looking at somebody to flirt with them. Yeah, thing. yeah. And you're like, you can't. You need to keep your eyes on the road, works. buddy. But it's because they have superhuman powers. Yeah, <laughs> they have superhuman driving powers that are only given to them once they enter this group. It explains why everybody wants to stay with the group, even though they're yeah, awful. they don't want to lose all their superpowers. Exactly. That's why they stick around, even though like they have to deal with Roman all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed this, but I don't like Roman. I, I hadn't. Um, I miss Giselle. Not over the, this one or the – I miss Giselle and Han too. I, I miss Giselle and so Han much. so much. They were such a good influence on the group. Yeah, they were really nice together. Although I liked Giselle, them. like, again, was basically just there for yeah. sex, uh, like to be sexualized. But yeah. they still had a really sweet roman- romantic but relationship. Han was and, lovely. And Han is – and he's so cute too. Mm. Um, Sung Kang, I think, played Han. I think and that's he's right. He's so attractive, and yeah. I miss him. And he was like nice. Yeah, and it was his such a name nice. Was Han Solo? It was, <laughs> but it was also such a nice like balance yeah. to Roman and Tej, which yeah. you don't have anymore. No. There's no guy on the team who's like just nice. Just like Hobbs is great. Don't mm. get me wrong, like, but he's rock- not. It's that sort of um. It, this movie is quite interesting to look at from perspectives of masculinities. But what Han did was provide a gentler masculinity. Yeah, I mean, and and also like not in a like you know effeminophobic kind no, of no, way. No, no, no. But he was like, I'm still masculine and identify as male, and I I like male things, and I I I want to be masculine, but I'm also gentle, and I'm interested in fair play and kindness and yeah. playing by the rules. And The Rock has elements of that, but The Rock is very The Rock's character and Hobbs is quite violent. He likes to fight. He likes to do. He likes to constantly prove himself by lifting heavy things and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's so funny. Like when, when Scott Eastwood mentions his daughter and he breaks out of that, like just snaps them and you're like, oh, God, and then he pulls the, yeah. the, the and, desk off the wall yeah, and yeah, starts yeah. lifting it. And, ha- and that having um, – and he's Those also- cells, by the way, must be so awful because you can see straight into the toilet. Sorry. Horrifying. Um, yeah, but, but the rock, rock has some sort of problematic elements around the whole protecting the daughter kind of stuff as well. The, um, sorry, Hobbs. But – yeah, Han was just kind of he was he was a, a different kind of man again, and that was interesting. Yeah, and it also it would have uh, obviously given us an Asian man in the team, um, as like it is quite racially. Han. Yeah, would have it is quite a racially diverse cast, but they are mostly like black or Hispanic or um, they're not Islander. Yeah, uh, Islander. There there aren't any like actual Asians in the cast anymore. That is true. I just miss Han. He was yeah, nice. He was and so I miss lovely. Giselle because. Well, they she, were good together. They were good together. And also because, like, <laughs> again, Gal Gadot look, comes off a lo- looking a lot better now that Natal- Natalie Emmanuel <laughs> has joined the team. It really needs, like, an infusion of some women who are really, you know, strong actresses mm. who can drive. Also, having women who can drive would be good. Like I said, like, Devin Aoki, she's not the best actress ever. No, but, but she, she can would drive. really definitely be a, a good addition. She's Asian and she can drive. And, and she do the action stuff. She can do the action stuff and she's fun. And she would probably be fun, like, to add to the team. She'd be mm. funny and quirky and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember not hating her. So. I can, well, I can imagine what um, her little her quirky stuff combined with the rock imagine how he'd react to that exactly that would be cool be that fun. would have some fun scenes so yeah i and also you might be able to do something with her and natalie emmanuel yep it might be fun guys try it out try give, doing something new because you clearly need to because this movie hasn't done as well as like it yeah. c- critically it's not done as well no, as the last I, i'm not sure it'll do as well actually either because like, financially se- yeah financially because when the seventh one came out so i was taken to watch this by my husband on my birthday when the seventh one came out, if he'd done that, I probably would have gone the next day and watched it again with you. This one, yeah. I did not do that. I left you on your own to watch it because I was like, I didn't want to sit through that again. And that's like a little bit sad for a Fast and Furious movie because I've, I've been looking forward to this for months. Yeah. So, like, it's I don't think it's going to do quite as well financially either. Yeah, um, it's not as good. Which and is good. But I, I guess part of that is, like, you can't match up to that gut punch at the end of the seventh no, one. No, and the seventh one, there was so much going on around it. Yeah. Um, you can't you, you can't, and you would not want to recreate the circumstances that led to the seventh one. And you Fast can't and force movie. that. 
Um, no. You can't force that, like, outpouring of everybody's grief into that yeah, movie. Yeah, that's right. And it was so beautiful too and it worked so well. And, they yeah, and they did a really good job of I it. I think that part of the problem is, like, that was so emotional for Vin Diesel and it felt very real for him. Um, and part of the problem is that there's nothing to do that in this one. No. You never feel like he has an, any actual relationship with Elsa Pataki. You never feel like he and Cypher just, like, that should be full of tension. Like, she's just killed <laughs> his baby mama right in front of him mm. that should be full of tension there's none and she's trying so hard too she's like looming and, and there's these things that she does the really interesting power plays where she'll just sit down while he's like you know like trying to show all of his like masculine energy around her and she's mm. just totally chill and then like in that scene she's kind of like hovering over him yeah and like she does all these physical things that really work and she's really trying and it's so unfair to her. Mm. It's so unfair to her that all she gets in this movie is Vin Diesel. You know, like she doesn't yeah. get to do anything. And, you know, and there's reasons for other people to be there. Like Elsa Pataki was The Rock's partner. You think maybe he'd be sad when she dies. He doesn't know? even know she's there. He doesn't know she's there. He doesn't know she's had a kid, even though they worked together up until relatively recently. And secret baby. And she's got Maybe she didn't know. Maybe she it was one of those pregnancies where like the person doesn't even know that they're pregnant until they have the baby. <laughs> Maybe. It's the only explanation for what happens in this movie. Maybe. But like she's so skinny though. Like you can't you can't where is she hiding it? I know. Remember when she was pregnant? Yeah, <laughs> she when she was, was like, actually pregnant. But she was pregnant with twins, to be fair to her. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but, like, she, she was, was huge, so- but yeah. But um, but but yeah, because she's so short and like yeah, she's tiny. Yeah. So where's she hiding it? You know who was in one of these movies as well? Wasn't that girl um the um Haywire girl in one of these movies? She was. She was I in the plane. I one. don't know who you're talking about. Oh, um, she's a wrestler. Oh, oh, Ronda Rousey. She was in Seven. Yeah. Ronda Rousey is it? Ronda Rousey. Yeah, she was in Seven. She was okay. in a fight. Remember when in, in Dubai where they drive the car through three buildings? No, 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 not that one. Oh, the, um, oh, the one before. The one before that. She Six. was Be- Gina Carano. Yes, Gina Carano was. She was the villain. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a villain in one of these movies. Yeah, yeah. Get her onto the good guy's side. She's great. Exactly. No, I do remember Ronda Rousey because Letty fought her. Yeah, and Ronda and Rousey's the, not a good Dubai actor. In the Dubai Tower. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, but um, Gina Carano, I thought was better. Mm-hmm. Bring her in. She could be good. She would be really good too. I'm, tr- I'm literally like scouring my memory you know? for women Sorry, from the previous so movies that this I'd actually want to come back. And unrelated, but Gina Carano was born two days after me. It is her birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, Gina Carano, while we record this podcast. <laughs> yep, come back to Fast and the Furious. We want you back. Yeah, she was Bring good. back her and Devin Aoki. Don't bring back Eva Mendes. That was a terrible character. Yeah. Um, I forgot she was in it. Yeah, she was. Oh, don't bring back anybody from the third one because – like, as much as I actually did think that the action sequences were good in that movie, the driving stuff was really good in that movie, everything else about that movie was terrible. And then from the fourth movie on, you know, you get Giselle and Han and then they go, I don't remember any other women, like, being no, featured and, prominently. And, um, but a lot of the women who come in, it, you're right, the, the reason Gina Carano was so good is the actually it's a part of the reason that Elsa Pataki is also good and and Michelle Rodriguez, they're actually action type yeah. people they they can cope with the action they're good at the fighting they're a bit more muscly and, and built like that whereas like Gal Gadot's a model and so is Jordana Brewster looks like a model like no Giselle did drive I remember specifically yeah now she did drive she, she could drive but there was this scene it was not that it's not that this is kind of silly but also not it's not that she can't do the, the stunts it's not that models can't be drivers also it's that they looked they look the part of being kind of tough and being in the car world yeah um, no, I like that for Gina Carano to come back, but um, I was I was ragging on Gal Gadot earlier for not driving it, and I do remember the the scene where they like get the gang together. She proves that she can drive. I believe she, so. Yeah, yeah, I remember that happening now. But like, because I remember her being having to like flirt with men a lot for the team, mm. and I didn't like that. But um, yeah, now yeah. I also remember that she did do driving. So like, yeah, which is something drive- they don't make Letty do, for example. What do- flirt with men for the team. No, they do not. Um, I feel like that would not go well. No, because, yeah, because Dom is so freaking possessive. Well, it's not just that. I don't think Letty would do that. No, exactly. It would be hilarious. You would actually, they could do it. They could play it for comedy. Yeah, it would be really funny. Letty trying to flirt with guys for the team. Yeah, like somebody new to the team is like, Letty, use your wiles and distract this guy. And and, and Michelle Rodriguez is like, so, hey, that's a really cool wrench. (laughs) We've been talking about this movie for a really long time. Carburetor the other day. You want me to tell you about it in yeah, great exactly. detail? 
Oh it God. would be really fun to watch her flirting, try to flirt with guys for the team. Oh my God! It would be yes, it's been over an hour, but it is a Fast and the Furious movie. There's only one we've Fast only, and yeah. Furious movie that we've done, and there's so many more in the yes, franchise. And we and there's a have lot. watched them all, and we like them. And yeah, well, like I mean, I think you like them a lot more than I do. I I have a I have a love hate relationship with the Fast and Furious <laughs> movies because I get what they're doing. I like that it's diverse. I like that you know there's there's a lot of things that it has going for it. But the, the sexualization of women that is continued and, and like they just don't ever seem to get it right. They never get it right. And this movie partic- like this movie specifically got women in to try and rectify that situation mm. and had one of them kill the pre-existing woman from the franchise. Mm. Like, no, that's not what you get these guys in for. You're trying to improve your situation mm. with women. And also, why did the new why do all these new women have to be white women? Yeah, like, that's right. They didn't in the last movie, but Well, I mean, that's around um uh, power as well like Helen Mirren is powerful enough to say I want to be in a Fast and the Furious movie and she gets in right and I mean I think Charlie's thrown after Mad Max they're kind of like oh we could use this we use her for this yeah yeah no the, but it is like it is partly about power but it's also about like um Natalie Emanuel didn't have any of that but they, they it's about picking the cast mm. right and about yeah. like what you're going to do with them and 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 writing the characters better yeah but I mean Charlie's Theron even in this like she just didn't Stand a chance, really. There's just not much that she could do with what she had in no, this. No, she did as well as she could have. Yeah. She also looked fake. Oh, yes, I was going to talk about that. Um, Especially the Cuba scene. It looks like they digitally smoothed out her face. Right. There were some scenes where her face looked normal, like she looked like a normal person. Her face moved as normal. But there were other scenes where it looked like it had been airbrushed. Yeah. and not. So I don't think she's had surgery. I think they've airbrushed it in post. Okay. And it was weird I was, because she, I didn't think she'd had surgery either, but I was like, but why does she not look? Yeah. And, and she's, but it was, yeah, like it's particularly under her eyes, they were all smoothed over. But then in the later scene, she actually, you can see her eyes move normally. She's got normal level of wrinkles for a 45 year old woman, a very good looking 45 year old woman. But she looks, there's a scene where she looks normal. And Is she playing like younger? other scenes where she doesn't, oh, she, I think she doesn't, doesn't matter what age she's playing. Does that, I don't think that it's a, you know, I think it, She's playing her age. There was something very weird about how she looked in this movie. Mm. It looked really weird to me. I was just really uncomfortable all mm-hmm. of the time when she was talking. Sorry, she's like, only forty-one. She's not forty-five. But yeah, it was it was very strange. I was like, that, but I think they've touched it up in post, and it was so odd. Why? It didn't because it, it didn't look like her. That but was why touch it up in post. They let Michelle Rodriguez look the age that she is. But I don't I have no idea. Um and. and and it's so weird. And because it's not she do- something that Charlize Theron would ask for I was, because that's something that she's like railed no, against in the and past. I was sitting there like, I'm like, she don't, she doesn't look right. I, I was, I was taken out of it because I was like, is that Charlize? Like, I'm not, is that Charlize? But that doesn't look like Charlize. Yeah. That, that, it really stood out in that first scene with her. I yeah. Think. I it almost better. looked like she was like in a studio and paste, like acting against a green screen and pasted into it yeah, or something. And maybe she was, or maybe there was just excellent lighting. I don't know. Um, maybe the makeup weird. was really good that day. Her lip looked pointy, but it was, <laughs> it was very really odd looking. And, and yeah, and her her forehead was completely like not just smooth as in I've had Botox, but like no pores either. It was very strange. Um, and I don't know what they were doing there, but it, it to me it felt like somebody somewhere has played with that afterwards. Okay, that would explain it because I I was unsettled by it, but I couldn't figure out what it was. It was a bit uncanny valley, yeah. And I was like, why doesn't she look human? Yeah. <laughs> Are they doing that on purpose to make her seem creepier? Because she definitely seemed creepy. I think that's yeah. the thing. The thing that Charlize did bring to this role, as much as it was underwritten and badly performed, was that she was creepy and menacing. Like, she mm. really was. Yeah. And when she kind of starts to lose it at the end, it's actually kind of fun because she's been so in control for the whole movie. And I know it's a trope and I know we've seen it a million times, but it's like it's something where she never had to be like, oh, except – yeah, that was also pissed me off when she kisses Dom. You're like, why did you do that? That's not something you needed to do for this movie, mm. right? Like, what was the purpose of that? Yeah, and it's it's not like to make Elsa Bataki jealous because they're not together anymore. No, no. They just have a she kid. She kisses him in front of Michelle Rodriguez to oh, make her right, jealous. Her, sorry, yeah. But, like, yeah, it is for that. But I'm like, you don't need to do that in this movie. You don't need to sexualize her. Um, but also, I think that was like a trailer shot. Oh, felt right. so much to me like it was put there just for the trailer so that they could be like, look, Dom's betraying Letty. Even though yeah. we even though we haven't seen what was on the phone, we know instantly as soon as he looks at that phone, oh, something really big was on there. Mm-hmm. There's no there's never a moment also where you feel like 
Dom's betrayed the team. I think they could have played that no. smarter. You, it, yeah, you don't ever really truly feel it um, the way they the way they want you to feel it. Yeah, it does. You, you always see. You, we can see he's being coerced. Yes, and the thing is, like, if I don't know that first scene, like, if it had played differently, maybe we would feel it. But you've got to give us a reason to even maybe suspect Dom a little. Because mm. we're always against his team in this movie. That's not where you want to be. And it doesn't f- ever feel real. It feels very manufactured, mm. that whole storyline, which is part of the problem with it. And part of the there's a lot of problems with it. Having Vin Diesel separated from everybody and only acting across from Charlie's Theron, who he doesn't seem to, like, care about helping at all. Mm. Um, the fact that, like, they were separated for so much of the movie. And it never you never, like, get any sense of that portrayal mm. it doesn't like the only times that that feels genuinely real is when michelle rodriguez is trying to act her little heart out to try and make it feel real you know yeah. like she works really hard at making that work but he never works at making it work <sighs> he's just lumbering around this movie he's so bad in this movie he's mm. just so bad in this movie he's lumbering around it doesn't even look like he can move anymore like he's so kind of such a tree trunk of a guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he just doesn't – there's nothing about him that I connected to in this. And he's, he's not charming in any way. The only times that I liked him were when he smiled. He smiles once at Letty at the beginning and once at his baby at the end. And that's yeah. it. The whole thing. There's a moment when he cries and I was like, you're not even – like, he, it seems like they were just setting it up for the one perfect tear shot. <laughs> like, it's so fake. You know, it's so fake. Oh it never seems real at all. There's never any – and even when he's threatening Shelley's Theron and he's like, oh, you've taken your neck off the tiger – your boot off the tiger's, tiger's neck. neck. Yeah. And you're like, that should that should have emotion. That should have weight. Mm. There's no weight. There's no emotion. There's nothing. If You feel nothing. Mm. We should stop. Yeah, we've gone for over an hour. We need yeah. to wrap it up. What are you giving it? Two stars. I'm going for two and a half. Okay. All right. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you'd like to find show notes or old episodes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to uh, find us on social media, we're at screen underscore queens on Twitter, um, facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens and tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com on Tumblr. Thank you for listening. Bye. I just looked at my notes again. I want to point out the very last one that I wrote, which was the, a line that I think Hobbes says to Roman, which says, why are you always yelling? I think that's very appropriate for how I feel.